InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. We sometimes hear tragic stories of people who fall from successful lives into lives of drug addiction, but how often do we hear the opposite? There's a lot we can all learn from someone who's made the journey upwards from crack addict to someone highly respected in their profession. One of these remarkable people is Brenda Combs, and we welcome her to InfoTrack. How are you? I am fine, thank you. Your story is very inspiring, and I'm wondering if we can begin with you setting the scene for us, describing what your life was like as an addict on the streets. Eventually, due to my drug addiction to crack cocaine, it basically led me to losing my job, losing my apartment, and I just ended up on the streets. And life on the streets was basically day-to-day various techniques of survival because I did not have access to personal hygiene items, taking a shower, using the restroom, brushing my teeth, having a comb, just basic daily necessities that many times I, even today, sometimes take for granted. just became a situation where I was willing to do what I had to do to survive. Digging through the trash cans for food, going through dumpsters behind Jack in a Box and McDonald's, trying to find a half-eaten burger just to um, have food. How did you relate to the people who are the average everyday people that you would probably see each day maybe avoiding you or walking past you? At the beginning, I was very embarrassed because I felt so out of place, and it was just very, very embarrassing, which, of course, caused me to have more depression about it, which the only way I knew how to deal with the depression was to get high to cover up those emotions and those feelings because I wasn't dealing with my feelings, so I would just try and cover them up. I think it's good to point out that you came from a pretty good home and your parents gave you a good upbringing, but you fell into an addiction situation. Just tell us how that started. Well, you know, like you said, yes, I was very fortunate to be raised by both a mother and a father. My parents did not drink or smoke. They didn't go to the clubs. They didn't use that language. We were a very close-knit family. My fall from grace, so to speak, started when I dropped out of college. I dropped out of college and I started going to the bars and clubs and hanging out with the wrong people, hanging out with the crowd that was, you know, into getting drunk and smoking marijuana and eventually my experimenting with marijuana led me to the harder drugs, which most of the time marijuana, you know, does that. You'll start smoking a joint, next thing you know, you're shooting heroin. So that was basically my fall. And Brenda, after that fall from grace you took and you were you were really struggling on the streets, what were the things that got you out of that scene? What got me out of it, ironically, was I had been up all night in an all-night crack binge, just smoking crack all night long. Mm. I woke up the next day in an alley and realized someone had stolen my shoes while I was sleeping. And it was summertime here in Phoenix, and it was 115 degrees outside. I was alone and by myself, and so I knew that there were other people, other homeless people and other drug addicts, down the street at a nearby park. So by the time I walked from the alley down to the park, the bottoms of my feet were blistered, and I remember standing in the grass in the park crying because my feet were just burning, Mm. but also I smelled bad, I looked bad, I hadn't had a shower 
in weeks or brushed my teeth. I hadn't even changed my clothes. I didn't have any clothes to change into, but I was just a mess. And at that moment, I remember looking up and looking around my environment and just saying to myself, my God, what am I doing? This just could not be the life that God has called for me. I, I didn't know what my exact purpose was in life at that moment, but I was sure that being a homeless crackhead was not my purpose or my destiny. Well, today, of course, you're noted extraordinary educator of children. Tell us about that and how you dedicated yourself to this wonderful path you're on now. That particular day, I went and turned myself into my probation office, and she gave me a resource book, and I found a rehabilitation program. It's a halfway house. And after rehab, the key for me was education. I went back to college, and I started studying to be a teacher and eventually received my master's degree at Grand Canyon University. And really, I entered this profession because of my son. He's seven years old now, but he had a stroke at birth. And shortly after he was born, I went through a divorce. And I was a single mom working two jobs that weren't really getting me anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like many parents, I wanted to give my son a better life. And education was the way for me to do that. Now, you are teaching some very special kids at Starshine Academy, right? Yes. I'm working with at-risk students. Some of my students are also homeless. And there's a few students here that are on drugs and... This is really a good fit, a good environment for me because I can relate to almost every issue that these students are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And I have shared my story with them to let them know that being on drugs and doing drugs, it doesn't make them cool. It really is devastating not only to their lives but to the people who love them. And it's really stopping them from being the best that they can be. So I try to encourage them and let them know that, A, they can get off of the drugs, and B, in spite of their current living condition or circumstances, they still have what it takes inside of them to grow up and go out into the world being productive members of society, showing great examples of love and service to others, and making their dreams become reality. Brenda, I want to ask you, what do you think about homeless people in general? You've obviously done really, really well, and you've come out of that. Is there something that can be done about homeless people in general to help them? I don't have an answer that's going to stop the situation of the homeless crisis in this country, but I do think that many times we shouldn't always be quick to pass judgment. Not everyone that is homeless is a drug addict or an alcoholic. And until we walked in someone else's shoes and know their circumstances, because I know when I was homeless, many times I ran into people who were doctors, firemen, secretaries, nurses, and just unfortunate circumstances led them to being homeless. And I am sure right now in this country there are hundreds of thousands of people who could possibly be just one paycheck away from being homeless. And there's also a large portion of veterans and people who suffer with various disabilities and mental illness that are also homeless. At the same time, yes, there are thousands of people that are homeless due to the choices that they made, you know, including alcoholism and drug abuse. Every person deserves an opportunity to turn their lives around. As we wrap this up, Brenda, I'm just wondering if there's any last words of advice you might have for parents raising their kids who want to keep them on the right path, or for anyone who may be close to a fall? 
I would make sure that I am showing them positive love, support, and encouragement. Because, you know, when a person has fallen or they're going through that dark situation, most of the time they already feel bad about it. They are already dealing with a depressive issue or low self-esteem. By giving them hope and support and loving, positive encouragement and letting them know that you're there for them is really, to me, the beginning step. You know, when I tell my students that I used to be a homeless crackhead and soon I will be known as Dr. Brenda Combs as I pursue my Ph.D. in educational leadership at Grand Canyon University. So if I can go from being homeless to soon being Dr. Brenda Combs, then I truly believe that everyone can do so. I think that it's possible for every person to make a positive impact in their families. Those families will impact their communities, and those communities will impact the world. Well, I can see why Grand Canyon University calls you their ambassador for inspiration and achievement, because you certainly are inspiring. And it's a beautiful story, and we so much appreciate you sharing it with us today on InfoTrack. Well, thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure, and I just hope that everyone does the best that they can for themselves. Next, how parents of boys can help them do better in the classroom. The startling facts coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 